0: I'm gonna steal your sunshine and I'll shit on your parade. Don't get me started on doing my cocaine. My opinion man, is yours will fall in last place. I'm not shutting up, and you'll be learning my name. Fifth in the family, but first in my mind. One out of ten, but I'm ranking just fine. We've only got now, there's no afterlife. I've i am
1: Five, episode five live at nine i was having a lot of fun with that when i was posting things just it was just for me but live yeah. at nine the five of five being real stupid and very entertaining just to myself as is tradition on this show for kyle mocha will shut up i am your host here kyle mocha thank you all for joining us in the present in the yeah, future man. right now you're all in the future Thank you for listening in on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere that you might get us. And joining me here every week, without fail. I try to. F- I try to lose him sometimes. Boy. Mr. Justin Oldenpedo, how hey, you dude. doing today, brother?
2: I'm good. I'm good.
1: You're doing all right today. Yeah, we have Tricky Song tonight. Yeah, tricky song tonight. But, but Zach you know what? It's very still up it, there.
2: It's a very simple bass song, right? It's very easy. The
1: idea of the song, in a nutshell, is not a difficult song, but he made it Ooh, more oh man. he made it pretty difficult there. It was yeah. a pretty difficult uh, uh struggle through. But we're gonna get to all of that in a little bit. We also are going to be having a featured song tonight. From, I think it might be the one of the first rappers that we're having that's not somebody we've worked with. True. Um, and that is Trey Tuck, a really awesome rapper out of Bristol, Connecticut. Uh, so we're going to be playing uh, his single that's called Picture That yeah. uh, a little bit later on. But as, uh, you know, uh, we like to do, we like to find weird people in the world uh, that we're friends with, people that we can hang around with, chit-chat. And get to know, and today we are joined by a, a really awesome and very special guest We've got the Necrosexual here with us today yeah. The Necrosexual is joining us via the Zoom You and can you unmute sh- yourself, dude Yeah, you gotta you give m- yourself an there you unmute go. there We're gonna there toss up go. our oh, oh, There he is, there he is we got I thought, the necrosexual. I'm sorry You are, You're you good, are dude. more than You're fine good. I gotta say, before we get to, to really chit-chat And we're gonna get to a whole interview with you later on uh, that's a very nice picture in the background. Yes, it is. Is Is that is that of anybody special to you? Is that of anybody special to you?
3: Oh, it's just an old uh, face I put on. Mm-hmm. But I do have the most perverted and dedicated fans on this side of hell. So that is a portrait by Mr. Daniel Deruda, nice. And it certainly ties the room together. It really does. Yeah, yeah, it really it does. brings everything together. I
1: fucking I was watching one of the videos the other day, and I'm just like, Distracted, I'm like not knowing where to look, I'm going back and forth, and I'm like, This is fucking beautiful. Now, did that uh, portrait come with a uh, uh, rest of the body? How perverted did it get, or is it just the face?
3: It, that's just it, that's but it. it is based off of a very uh, influential photo shoot that I did in the Poconos involving myself and some raw meats and sausage Ooh. and my groin that you've this. probably seen on some of my YouTube videos yeah, or on my Instagram it's and social media. So, hot. that yeah that was one of the outtakes that he did a very realistic painting of so yeah Awesome. Yeah. Well, good job there. You said Daniel.
1: Daniel, g- great job on that fucking artwork. Ah, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. Wow. So- yes, very... I, again, would have liked to see more of the, the full body, uh, that <laughs> wonderful perviness. But, you know, that's just what I'm into, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, weird, weird thing uh, that happened this weekend while we're waiting for Mr. Uh, Zachary to get down here. My uh, There's been a lot of bears in the Poconos, yeah, like dude. more so than usual. Well, I feel like there was the a whole wildlife... Yeah, I feel,
2: I feel like... The- Things got shifted around because there wasn't a lot of people around, not as many cars, so bears moved in territory for a little while.
1: Yeah, and we've been dealing with one uh, over at my house that keeps stealing our fucking garbage every week, literally stole our garbage can and do not know where it went, but it's like the third time that it has happened. We found it upwards of a half a mile away on the side of the road, Uh, but my mom was up, she lives up in this uh, community in the Poconos called Saw Creek, and we have a, a little Shih Tzu pug dog that she's had. She named it Cuddles because she didn't listen to anybody else on what to name she goes i'm naming it one of two things either cuddles or christmas because those are the two things i love the most i'm like you're the sweetest lady in the world can we name it beans can we just name it beans that's one of the things i love most in the world is beans and beans beans are good for your heart you know like we've established this as children but either way so cuddles was outside uh got off her leash in a family of Uh, bear had been in the neighborhood. And she's, again, a shih tzu pug. She looks like a little mini luck dragon running around the yard. And she saw a bear, started barking at it, and chased down the bear. And the bear escaped up a tree from this little (laughs) fucking shih tzu, man. That's what they say. Yeah, that's what they
3: say. Make a lot of noise and run at them because the, the brown bears, or rather, the black bears that are indigenous to the Pocono mountains and that east coast they're a bit more timid they just want to eat trash yeah and and they want to get more snacks now if this was like the pacific northwest yeah don't fuck of alaska yeah
0: yeah it would be yeah.
3: a, a little shitsu would be bear food a little snack that's but, what i immediately <laughs> thought
1: she was gonna like cuddles chase the bear down and i'd be like and that's how you're telling us the dog's did. okay, okay. Oh, that'd no. be terrible
2: well, I mean, do you, think, do you think the bear would even fuck with that little dog, or do you think it'd just be like, all right, fuck it? I, I mean, a, a big movie. bear,
1: like a big like like an actual brown bear, a Kodiak, like a mammoth-sized fucking bear would probably see it and go shut the fuck up and shove it in its mouth yeah. real quick. <laughs> yeah. Like, it would just be ripped to shreds instantly, but like, apparently versus our wimpy-ass Pocono garbage eaten bear you can you, you can just run up to it and, and bark and be a tiny little adorable shovel-faced now, fucking puppy.
2: What what uh, scares you more? Yeah. Poconos bears? Uh-huh. Or uh a, a moose. A,
1: oh, a moose. Yeah, a moose for sure. 100%. A for po- sure. I mean I i walked home from school I remember as a kid and there was like a bear kind of like walking alongside me in the woods and I was just like just Keep your head straight and just don't pay attention to it and just keep walking for about a half a mile. I remember, like, as a little kid walking uh, to or from the bus, that, that happening. So I'm a little bit more... Uh, I'm used to the bears. I'm still terrified of a bear. If I saw it and I was just standing outside and we were face-to-face, I would probably shit myself. Right. Um, and then I wouldn't charge it and I wouldn't make a lot of noise, so it would eat me. That's just what would happen. I've also there. heard
2: of uh, local bears... Uh, It was a story in the paper where a guy was out with his kids. Okay. Just in the middle of a lake, like on a a canoe. Yeah. And he saw a bear at the edge of the fucking lake. Mm Mm-hmm. So he he turned the fucking canoe around, and as he was doing that, I guess the bear thought it was something edible. Oh. So it just chased the dude for miles. through Like this dude broke into a fucking screened-in porch. He thought the dude porch. was a garbage can. That's Probably. his thought
1: <laughs> he was a pile of trash. Funny, yeah. crazy. he was a local guy, it's a good chance that he was. You know, It's a real good chance that he was. But yeah. hey, uh, I now want to see a fight between the smallest dog and the biggest bear. If anybody can get on orchestrating that, I think it'd be pretty fucking uh, awesome. I think it'd be a good yeah. time. Yeah. Another weird thing that happened this week. You sent me this, and then I had to read the article. Uh, the Denver Broncos... Uh, in honor of the new South Park uh, yeah. episode that's dropping tomorrow, filled the entire stadium uh-huh. with South Park cutouts. Which is
2: pretty cool. Man. Which is
1: great because it's got to be distracting a little bit. You're like every, Already there's no real noise happening, but all yeah. the fake noise you and know isn't them.
2: Fake pictures of people. Yeah, like, but you know even people. more so.
1: Maybe you could convince yourself that the noise <laughs> you're hearing is from the human cutouts. But if it's not just full of Trey Parker, and do you Matt think Stone's that they gave them? The uh,
2: do you think it would? Did they play the uh, sounds from like? I fucking... hope
1: that's what I'm saying. I hope it's like yeah, <laughs> going on in the background, or they're yeah. like, hi, hey, damn, damn it, get over there. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. just a yeah. bunch of that <laughs> wow. yeah, yeah, there's a bunch of Rama, yeah. And I hope there's a bunch of Canadian fans in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would work. It would. It, it would, would, would be it fucking. Would totally work. It would be one of the cooler things. But I, I thought that it would. It's impressive that they did that. Um, but it'd be, co- I would like to see other, uh, uh, shows get in on this as well. I think the Simpsons should do it. Cause they could probably fill an entire stadium with all original character, like without repeating a character baseball stadium, you know, m- you know, maybe sure. But like a smaller stadium, you know, you like a, at least like a, a, high school stadium you could fill with the fucking Simpsons. You've seen those posters, sure. like 5,000 fucking people in that. Um, but I think that would be really cool or just every, uh, bad guy from the X-Files. Just fill the stands with every single X-Files villain. All right, get- so what what
2: team would get that?
1: Mm, for the X-Files? I mean, X-Files. it would have to be the Washington football team. Yeah, true. It would have to be the Washington football team. Yeah. Which I'm still enjoying seeing that name just up. I think they should just keep their team name as the Washington football team, keep their colors as red and gold. Yeah. And if they don't do the, the whole R-word idea, just call themselves the Washington R-words because it just sounds so <laughs> much more fucking offensive. Yeah. The Washington Absolutely. Republicans, yeah, the Washington Republicans—that's yeah. a pretty offensive thing, right there. Be a pretty offensive thing to be. In a hundred years, people would be like, "You, you stole our, you stole our whole thing. Uh, we're really offended that you yeah, right. ripped off our name. We are the Republicans, not you. All right, <laughs> not you. This would be a good soundbite to pull later, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, Justin, you got, uh, you got into the new. Uh, Deftones album, yeah, this man. Week, right? Yeah, I did. How, I did. uh, when did it actually come out? Was it, it wasn't uh, the 11th, was
2: it? Uh, no, it came out officially this 18th? week, this the, past week.
1: It was a Friday release, right?
2: Yeah, I believe yeah, so it was hate- the 25th. Oh, the 20- I believe.
1: 25th. Oh yeah, wait. We're two weeks removed from the yeah. Yes, yeah that would make sense. I believe. I believe. Um, I do all of my dates off of nine eleven. I look at how long till nine eleven or how long after nine eleven, and that's how I assess where we are in the month. So we are two weeks past nine eleven right now. <laughs> um, but yeah. So the new album. What is the title of this new album?
0: Ohms. Ohms and yeah.
1: ohms as o h m s like the the unit of yes. measurement, right? Yes. Word. Oh, we got a little Zachary Storman in the uh, in the chat here saying that he is almost done. Almost oh, yeah. done. So, oh, it's nine thirteen. We were both wrong. We were. We were. Bo- I said nine oh six. I was trying to give him a little bit of time, and then I kind of made you bet nine ten. Uh, but he'll be down here shortly. Uh, so what? So far, what is your impression of this album? What is uh, what is really grabbing um, you on it?
2: I think it is one of their heaviest... I think it's their heaviest album. Not in terms of, like, style heavy, but in terms of the way that they layered just heavy riffs on top of this weird, beautiful music. There's a lot of weird transitions and things that Deftones have never really done. Okay. And they also started off with notes from Diamond Eyes.
1: Oh, Oh, so they're tying it in a little bit. Because I was sort gonna say, of. I definitely heard, uh, I heard like two or three of the songs the other day, I was listening to them, really enjoyed what I heard. But then I was driving around with our friend Nicole the other day, and she had it on. And for the first couple of minutes, I was thinking it was just an old Deftones album. Yeah. So that's been my immediate reaction. It's sort of a mix feels, of like Diamond Eyes, like a classic album.
2: Around the Fur, yeah. um, White Pony at times. But then there's this really trippy, weird... Not slow parts, but just melodic weird shit going on. There's talk, like weird talking in the background, okay. and it's just the way that like you have to listen to the album all the way through.
1: Yeah, I get it. Now, uh, Mr. Necrosexual over here, have, are you a fan of Deftones? Did you grow up with their music at all? And uh, what is your impression of them?
3: Well, I grew up with their music the same way I grew up with Linkin Park and Slipknot's music But I sure as hell did not listen to it It was just happening at the time I was spending my youth I was very fortunate in that I got into Slayer uh, After I got into Metallica when I was 13 and 14 years old And this is right in the height of the early 2000s Height of emo, height of nu metal And I just Uh circumvented all that shit I just sidestepped all all that Right, straight to 80s thrash metal and haven't looked back ever since. So, in a way, it does get me a little bit nostalgic because I heard a lot of that music in, uh, in high school or even before high school, in like middle yeah. school. Uh, and I, I remember hearing it on the radio, or hearing it like, you know, out and about in the atmosphere. Uh, and I, I'd say Tones, they've probably aged better than most new metal bands. Let's they just say. For
2: sure have. <laughs> they sort of got away from that new metal title.
3: No nice shirt, baby. Oh, there it
1: is. He found it. He found <laughs> it. Oh, oh, that is. he We were up there, and he was. I was like, I was like, we got necrosexual on tonight. He's like, oh, he's our guest. I gotta go. I gotta go find a shirt. I <laughs> yeah. find a shirt real quick. Oh. It's an original grim one, right there. Yeah, yeah, that is. That is an old guy there. That is a nice yeah. shirt, and I like it. And the old guy wearing it now joining us is Mister Zachary. Dorman, that was a that was a the, hell of a pop. That
2: yeah, was a hard pop. That was a
1: satanic daddy pop. Yeah. You were fucking ripping and roaring. How did that go for you up there? That was that sounded uh, like it was fun from down here. I don't know. <laughs> I have, you have No, no idea, idea. how <laughs> this one's. This song, out. and again, we'll talk more about the making of it. But this song, until we were doing the vocals, didn't really get to a point where we're like, oh, it's a song. Yeah. Like, oh, it's kind of a song. Like right before we started doing the vocals, and then. Two lines into me recording, you went, "Oh, it's like a traveling Wilbury song." I get what we did now. I get where we're going with this. We weren't going there, but I think we got there. All right. So Sweet. today, as always, we're always sipping on some. Wait, beer. before we get into that, I yeah. just want
2: to say, if you're on the fence about listening to the album, check out either this link is dead. The Spell of Mathematics that they basically sum up the feel of the whole of oh, the new game.
4: Deftones
1: album. Zach, you've listened to it a little bit.
5: Yeah, I listened to it like two or three times.
1: What's your opinion on it so far?
5: It's like a weird... It's not angry heavy. It's like a...
1: Um, happy heavy? It's like
5: a thick sort of heavy. Yeah. Not, you know, not when you hear like a typical metal band. You're like, yeah. oh, it's heavy because yeah. you're mad. Yeah. This is like, it's heavy because I'm confused.
1: Yeah. Necrosexual <laughs> heavy. Do you have any metal that you're a fan of that is happy metal? Is there any like posy? I remember in the old school hardcore days, there was like posi core. Is there any posy metal? Any, any metal that's like not... I mean, maybe uplifting that's not like Christian metal, I guess, which would be the least metal of the metals.
3: I'd say Phil Collins. That'll uplift your spirits. Or Yanni. That's my cult classics right there. Yeah,
1: and also very fucking metal. Very fucking metal. All right, guys, so every week we like to drink some beer, and today uh, we're going back through the light beers we've done in the past because we're now ranking our beers on a scale of 0 to 100. So we're going to... Unfortunately, the beer that has been the highest ranked in our blind taste tests, uh, because we're apparently just a bunch of fucking morons when we don't know how to, uh, or we can't read the bottle. Uh, and we like Bud Light. We found out like two years ago that on a blind, warm beer taste test, we prefer Bud Light. So we're bringing it back. We're going to do uh, a sip of this and we're going to get that ranked. But first, we got to talk about what we're drinking otherwise. So let's hit the music, Justin. What are we drinking? So you don't have to run to you in, in the morning from the
0: bathroom. Cheap booze and craft brews. Run to you in the morning from the bathroom. Why do we drink it? Why do we drink it? Yeah.
3: It's very high production value in the music to you. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, we we we're drinking pee. We're drinking Bud Light pee. <laughs> um, so we've got that. We've got a feature beer. So before we get to the feature beer, let's talk about Bud Light. Right. Um, knowing it's Bud Light, do, does it affect your opinion? Do you think knowing because we tasted it again, warm blind taste test with James O that one episode, <sighs> it got the number one. It Was beat it? it beat out hands, I believe, or whatever else PBR, whatever else we were doing that episode. Which does is it unusual. change
2: my opinion on? It being my favorite beer in the blind taste yeah, test?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think that it, do you, with if it wasn't blind, would you have purposefully ranked it lower? I don't think so. Well, I'm a <laughs> hater on Bud products uh, a lot of times. Not their sub products, just Budweiser and Bud yeah. Light. And this is just too. It's too like now that I'm thinking, it's just the easiest light beer. I think it's. I think, think
5: it's, one RA, I think it's <laughs> easier to
1: drink than Another. Miller Light. I think it's easier to drink. I'm sorry, Hams. I think it's easier to drink <sighs> than Hams. Yeah. Rice is. beer, rice beer does it, man. It's super easy to drink. So I think on a scale of zero to hundred, it being a light beer, I don't want to go crazy it, but I, I'm, I'm gonna give it a seventy-four. I'm gonna give it a seventy-four, um, because it's that's pretty it high, is what it is, man. Like it's it's light. Beer. It again could just be in a blank white can that says light beer in black letters on it. I would drink it and go, yep, that's light beer, and I would like it. So I'm going, I'm going 74 on this. I'll go uh, 62. 62, Zach. You I was already gonna crushed one. I'm go like
5: uh, s- s- 60.
1: Sixty-eight. Just so you know, last week you ranked something point seven two five nine or something like that. It's I know, included. I was
5: thinking about doing it again. It's included but, in no, the No, this is just a solid 68. Right.
1: Yeah, it's It's a crushable, easy... It's not easy, quite 69. It's not yeah. quiet, it would be a lot hotter if it were. Uh, Necrosexual, sir, do, do you enjoy mm. beverages of alcoholic <laughs> nature? And if you do, what is usually your go-to?
3: I do. So, just hearing you talk about room temperature bud light made me feel like i was in an uncountable circle of hell yes but for me and you know it's a love and hate relationship but i often consider myself the patron arch demon of boxed wines Mm, and it it is
5: uh dark or uh
4: white
3: as long as it's not too sweet i can drink white i can drink dark red but I can't drink any of that sugary shit because if it's too sweet, it gives me an even worse heavy metal hangover than I would normally have drinking oh, boxed yeah. wine. Right. That, that, yeah, it's,
1: drinking the red wine, it makes you feel like you're drinking the blood of your enemies. So I mean, Absolutely. It, it helps, there. It helps it, just get in the mood of... <laughs> of drinking the blood of your enemies later on in the night you know
3: it's got the little water pillow it's hidden beneath the cardboard exoskeleton and if you crack it open you can drink from the pillow and then sleep on it as you drink from the soft pillow if and this isn't made as yeah. a
1: real thing already it needs to be made as a real thing it's gonna be fucking it's gonna work it's gonna be great you know what they yeah. call it in
5: Australia what slapping the goon slapping the
1: goon you take
5: the you take the bag out <laughs> of the box yeah, yeah. and yeah. you hang it on a clothesline and then you, while you chug from it, you slap the side of it. We
3: yeah, do that those Aussies, we yeah, those. those. All right, so more
1: there. of a red wine. Uh, do you ever go to the to the beer side of things, or you stick mostly to the wine?
3: There's a time and a place in my life that beer played a role in, and that was my early 20s, and these days, at my age, for somebody that likes to get on stage and wear very little clothes, I gotta look good, so I can't drink beer anymore because my metabolism has slowed down. So oh, yeah. I've had, uh, I drink beer twice in the last year, and once was at a Theory Brewing Company in Virginia because we played a show there. Oh, fuck it. And the other one was at Atlas Brew Works in Washington, D.C. because we also played a show there, and I wasn't driving. But uh, other than, unless it's like free at a show like that, Uh, I'm probably not going to drink beer I'd like to really like to go towards like liquor whiskey uh, maybe some a nice Malbec
1: sometimes you know a little bit yeah a good Portillo to get that good earthiness in your mouth
3: or tequila tequila it's a nice tequila or mezcal because then you can get you can get rowdy yeah. We
1: wrote a song that included some mezcal in it uh, about like two weeks ago. Hell yeah. We drank a bunch yeah.
5: the other night and you were asleep before I was, midnight. I was
1: <laughs> it wasn't before midnight, it was twelve thirty that I fell asleep. I looked at my phone when I sat down to go, I made it I threw a bachelor party at my house on fucking Saturday. Worked all day for a bachelor party. uh, No, not for yourself. Not for myself. (laughs) For for a guy, a friend of ours, uh, Richard, uh, who is in Frisian uh, that you had played with at the record store day a few years back, Uh, for him at my house uh, and I'm also the officiant of his wedding so I don't know how often the bachelor party has been thrown by the the, the minister or whatever in history <laughs> but I think yeah, that was pretty fucking it was, it was a pretty rock and roll evening we had a whole band set up in the basement yeah. it was just switching off musicians all night yeah. Sounded really nice. My roommates were out of town. It was perfect. And, yeah. I you got missed the, the fights. I heard there were slap fights in the basement after I went to bed. And yeah, I hope there's video that I can watch of this because it, it needs to get put up on. on uh, Miscow will and do that, that
3: to you. That cow- Johnny you was had that
1: bottle around all night. <laughs> Firewater. Oh, it was so good. It was, <laughs> yeah. it was smooth. I remember it's the Avion Silver. I'd never really d- uh, dabbled Ooh. in the Avion before. Yeah. Really liked that. I totally dug that. Um, but speaking of things that we're hopefully totally going to dig, uh, we're kind of giving ourselves a softball on this one because I feel like there's no way they're going to fuck this up. Yeah. But maybe, maybe they, they, for the first time ever, disappoint me. Our featured beer this evening, the one we're going to be doing our taste test now on, is the Popack Brewing Company Foliage Harvest Lager. It is 5.5 percent alcohol, 28 IBU, so it's not going to be too much on the hops there. Made with
5: wildflower
1: honey. Wildflower honey. Now we had a bad experience with honey two weeks ago. It was a terrible beer that was white wine barrel aged. Oh yeah. It was fucking. It tasted like I put soap that out water. Of my mind. It was so nasty. It was called unicornucopia Don't ever buy it. It's fucking horseshit. <sighs> All <sighs> right. So here's a nice harvest lager. Give this a little sipper. That is the easiest thing in the world to drink. Holy shit. It's almost too light. I might knock points on it because that is, that does taste it's sort like of a, bitter. It's got a little bit of the bitterness to it. It does have just a traditional lager feel, but I'm kind of, I'm lacking on the, the, the harvest and the foliage, I feel like. It's a little bit lighter than I'd want, but this is a pounder. You can fucking, I mean, it is a pounder, but you can also just pound this right back. That's nice, light, and easy. What are you thinking, Zach? You got a face on that's saying stuff that I want to hear. Don't like it. You don't. Hey, Not a fan.
5: It's uh, I don't. It's got that like old coffee aftertaste. Yeah, yeah, the back the backyard. When your like, coffee very gets bitter, when your coffee gets uh, when it sits in the
1: pot cold? for like twelve hours and yeah. then you drink a little bit of it. Not a fan, not a fan. I'm liking it. It reminds me more, though, of like a Sam Adams-style beer. Yeah,
2: that's what I was going to say, like a Sam Adams lager.
1: Yeah, that definitely, so it kind of yeah, loses. Sam Adams lager is not. It's not good. good. It's not. It's not good. It's not a good one at all. So, Justin, what do you think on a scale of 0 to 100 on this here, foliage harvest. It's lager. a forty-five for me, forty-five for you. Yeah. All right. All right, Zachary. I was going
5: to go like
1: forty-two. Forty-two. I'm going a little higher. I'm going to give it a sixty. Uh, sixty-one. I'll say because I don't, I don't like the even numbers. I'll give it a sixty-one. It's not offensive to me if I keep drinking it. That aftertaste doesn't exist. If you never stop drinking, there is no aftertaste. That's the T-shirt we make. Don't stop <laughs> drinking. Sure. If you stop never drinking. stop
5: birthing, there is no afterbirth.
1: Yes, we can make that shirt as well. <laughs> Afterbirth just has a a better taste to it than the regular birth, you know? So it's like you gotta push through the birth to get to the afterbirth. All right, so the more I'm...
3: I was about to say, there's an excellent band name called Afterbirth. They just released an album fuck it. Yeah. Really? Oh, I gotta look that
5: up
3: because it's Zach's yeah, exactly favorite band. <laughs> yeah, it's like super crazy ethereal like sci-fi death metal. It's really yeah. fu- that's
1: cool. Oh shit, yeah, that's fucking awesome. The,
3: the vocals sound like a, like clogged garbage disposal. So you know, oh, it's some good death metal. Ones. Good. Like, oh, oh, yep.
1: Zach's gonna listen to that and we're gonna come back from our two week break and he's gonna be like, <laughs> we're writing a garbage disposal themed album. Yeah. Um, and we've already written two garbage themed albums. So now we're gonna have to Go really into the, the fucked up garbage disposal side of things. All right. So, guys, tonight we have a featured artist like I was talking about earlier. His name is Trey Tuck. The song that we're going to be playing tonight is called Picture That. It is Trey Tuck featuring Rico. You can find him at Trey underscore Tuck underscore on Instagram. And you can find his music on YouTube and Spotify. And I highly recommend I did a deep dive last night. I was listening to a lot of his songs, uh, very intoxicated, sitting out on the porch and I really highly recommend listening to other singles that he has up on YouTube. Uh, one is called Winning. It's just fucking, it's, it's, as the kids say, it is fire. It is fucking fire. Does it slap? It slaps, man. <laughs> it grooves and it slaps. We've got does it? Does it slap, slap, the,
3: goon? It slap the goon?
1: It should slap the goon. It should slap the goon. I'll say it does. Uh, another one uh, called Room 414 featuring Monet. Um, it, it's a very beautiful, really beautiful hip-hop song. It just feels kind of like uh, what was the guy? Slippery Rick. What was his name? Slippery Sli- Rick. Slippery Sli- Rick. Sli- Sli- Slippery Rick. Rick. Sli- I kind of like that name too. Slippery Rickery. Um, but it kind of has like that feel. And then I was listening to, uh, uh, and I like, had to look up the song because it got stuck in my head without me knowing. And I realized it was. Sir Slippery Rick. And then I watched an interview with Trey Tuck, and he talks about how uh, Slick Rick was one of his uh, main influences. So this song really... Uh, is Slick
5: Rick a sir yet? Oh,
1: I have no idea. Maybe, probably not. Uh, but he is Sir Slippery Rick in my head. Uh, but the song that you're hearing tonight uh, it, it is, again, called Picture That featuring Rico. Um, it is This guy's a smart rapper. He's a really fucking smart rapper, amazing lyricist. But overall, just somebody that I am thoroughly enjoying having found. Where's he from? He's from Bristol, Connecticut. No, um, he yeah. is. The, the home of ESPN. It, it's oh literally yeah. right. Oh, yeah, it is. There he is. Um, so, again, he, he's really fun. Uh, he's got kind of like the old. Uh, it reminds me, honestly, of Big Pat in a little bit, like the way his flow goes and everything. I actually messaged this to Big Pat last night. I was like, you should check this guy out. I think down the line, maybe you guys like could work together because it kind of has. Uh, I think it'd be a good balance to him. Right. But you're gonna be uh seeing this uh th- this quote unquote video. It's really just that image. Uh but again picture that from Trey Tuck featuring Rico. Uh, it's a shorty, but a goodie. We'll see you guys in a couple of minutes. Enjoy, and then we'll be talking about the Brunch Weekly original single. Oh yeah. So
4: you on Facebook left Oh, yeah. I've been thinking about woo, woo, why I try now. Uh, Road to the riches, got me tied down. Put a ring on your finger, girl, you mine now. Stay clear from the hate, this is my town. Coke bottle body shape, keep the ass round. I enjoy a little taste, let it shake in my face, little slap, check the base, sure it, cannot be replaced. Where to God, I just pray, let me eat forever, safe life. Like, like, back. Swear you perfect, no you're worth it uh, Coming like a surgeon I break you down like a sergeant. I'm in your water, how I'm surfing. A living righteous got a purpose, and ain't defined by the purchase. You the type that made me nervous. They always lurking, so you treat them like the circus. We'll drop it all to show you what your worth is. Baby, 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 baby. they don't make them like you anymore. Ooh. Five, 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 five. that uh. ass so fat got a double back yeah different type of love got you feeling that uh. late night calls got you running back uh. i'm standing in this prom with a line at yeah they say I shit not trust but i ain't buying that no and not give a fuck by the lust know it's all about us heard the rumors in disgust never said to discuss like with your wish, you girl, we on the mission. cause around the world, trying to make a difference. Give you diamonds, pearls, all around a better living. Five star restaurants, in the finest lilies. And then that feeling like the love won't work. Defensive side of things, so the love won't hurt. I'm busting out your walls, and I treat you like dessert. I treat you like a queen, the way you walk in this earth. Yeah. they don't
1: Guys, there you have it again. That is Trey Tuck. Picture that featuring Rico. Just an easy, it's got kind of kind of a nice slow jam, but it's got energy to it. Yeah. Like it's not just a fucking slow jam. And like I was saying while we were listening, any rapper that has their breathing down that well, and I know how recording works. You're not sitting there recording the whole thing straight through all of the time, usually yeah. never, but the phrasing and everything, that guy's breathing is down so nice. And we've recorded rappers where the breathing, like I've been in the room while you're working with somebody, and it's just like you're not getting your breath, and you're running out at the end, and you don't I think have energy. Ultimately, you try to get and he that one take. Crushes it. I think it.
5: almost all of Remy's album, yeah, is the final takes of it, or one take. One right. take through, yeah, one through, take like, the verse. Through a verse, yeah, or a yeah. chorus, you know? But yeah, it so doesn't sound takes, like any drop-in takes in a or lot anything. of practice. And this so guy's this guy, got it, and go check out his music practicing.
1: videos, because he's got some high-fucking-quality music videos. Right. Again, at Trey underscore Tuck underscore on Instagram. That's, like,
5: that guy is, like, a, a, a guy who makes beats, rapper. Yeah. Like, because I make beats, and I've recorded so much hip-hop. Yeah. When I hear that, I'm like, oh, man, if he was in the studio, we could just... It'd be so much fun. It'd it'd be so easy. All I have to do is hit record and and let him do his thing. Yeah,
1: Yeah, no, he's awesome. Again, go check him out. He's got some new music coming out pretty much, like, every month he's been releasing something new. Um, Speaking of something new, we do have our Brunch Weekly original single, uh, which we've already talked about. It's uh, it's a doozy. It's a weird one. Uh, Where were you at at the start of this, Zach? What were you writing thinking we were going to accomplish, and then what the fuck did we accomplish? (laughs)
5: Oh, Lord. Well, it started with the guitar part. I wanted something uh, wild. Yeah. A little difficult. A little maybe different. Lots of chords. Listen to some uh, Burt Backer act today.
1: Yes, you were. Yep.
5: Um,
1: a lot of it or just one song?
5: Like five songs okay. a lot of times.
1: Though. Did you listen to What Do You Get When You Fall in Love?
5: No, I was listening to that new album he put out with that dude that I can't remember. His oh name. yeah, yeah, the producer. It's was talking called about Blue it. Umbrella. Blue Umbrella. I don't Umbrella. remember the other guy's name. I'm sorry. It's sorry, other guy. It's uh, Daniel, Something with a T, Tar. It's not Daniel Tosh
1: Not Daniel Tosh Not Daniel Tabernacle It's Daniel, Daniel
5: Tosh, like Tav Tav something?
1: Tav <laughs> Tosh with
5: the t- I'm sorry Toshernacle Dave, But he's the singer And Burt Bacharach Made the music oh, Well they nice. we made the music together Yeah
1: He's gotta be like Fucking 85 90. now Daniel 90 Daniel Tashin. Tashin. Exactly. Tashin. There you go Yeah So you're listening to Blue Umbrella to him. It's really good All right.
5: And I was listening to the new um, Will Butler album
1: Do not know him
5: Uh He's the brother of Win Butler. They're Do not both know the them. Two main guys in the Arcade Fire. Oh, oh okay. Oh, shit. Okay. 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 All right. Um, yeah. His new album came out on the twenty fifth, and it's really good.
1: So that all went into the ideas behind this song. You wrote, uh, you wrote the guitars, and you programmed some drums, just kind of as, as place fillers. There, um, it's a it's a weird song. There's a lot of chord changes. There's a lot of just little little thing i felt like we were almost writing an americana math rock album like when yeah. we first sat down because it is it is probably the closest to that level of difficulty uh just for me writing lyrics to it i was just like i'm just writing a bunch of words right. and who knows if any of it's going to work uh, we are attacking the tropes of country music on this five uh, on these five songs here. Right. So uh, this one is all just about nostalgia and l- always looking back and and wishing things were the way they were. Right. Um, and that is why we named it the way it was. The way it was. The way it was. Right. Um, now Justin, let's get no. into your drumming on this. This was a long session for you on drums tonight. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it all was all over the place. And I don't know.
2: I mean, the fact that we well, one, it was slower than anything we've done in a while. Yes. So yeah, trying really to get a groove in on that was uh, was tough. And then I just got two guitars, and there was times where it was just I don't know, single notes or just drums. And there were weird, weird parts in it. Yeah, so really trying to get a rhythm, rhythm for you on to some try things to match, was, yeah. was a tough one. Yeah. But like I was saying earlier, it's good because that's the whole point of doing
1: it. Yeah, every week we do these songs to kind of uh, yeah, uh, push this was us was and be stretch us, us you a you. lot.
5: When I came up with the, like, the whole feel of the thing, I was like, yeah. good thing we started early. Yeah. But the drums, while it took forever for us to figure out, I think the end result... It worked. It works. It worked and it sounds good and the everything came together on the drum end very well. And there was a point where the three of us were just like
1: what the fuck yeah. is this? It's like, uh, <laughs> well, maybe, you had, you, maybe
5: we need to start over.
1: And we lost power at one point, and I think all right. of us in the back of our heads were like, maybe it's the, maybe the song got erased. That we're gonna have to do a quick one, real, real, real fast. Yeah. Um, but uh, we didn't lose anything, and we came back uh, from the power outage, finished up what you were doing, and I started doing the vocals. And like I said before, that uh, it was around that time that you went like, like uh, I guess it's becoming a song now. We started adding the vocals, and it does kind of give it that Traveling Wilburys feel. Uh, the style of the vocal approach, kind of that Roy Orbison feel. And then adding the harmonies and everything, and the little like woos, and it kind of gave me like kind of a George Harrison uh, 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 inspiration on that. Uh, but all together, uh, I, I think from the last time I heard it, I think we made this weird motherfucking thing a song. I think we pulled it off this week. Um, as I don't we seem to do. But, you know, there's always a couple uh, a couple songs every couple of weeks where we just go, ah, I don't know about this one. <laughs> this one's going to be, some are going to be total pieces of shit, yeah. and we know that. So that's why we say yeah. that. Um, and, and, yeah, how long did it come in on at this one? 5.25. 5 minutes, 25 seconds. And when we first sat down, it was only like two and a half minutes long. We're like, we could just leave it there. And yeah. Then, nope. No. Nope. Oh, and
5: then we had that bridge that mm-hmm. just gets weird.
1: It does. All right. Well, I'm stoked to hear exactly how weird you made this. Uh, the necro uh, sexual over there is looking very, very excited about hearing this Americana uh, experimental weirdness. So let's jump right into it. Again, this is the way it was, our Brunch Weekly original single off of the album, Americana Super Soul. Enjoy. We'll see you guys in about five and a half minutes, and we're going to get real deep and dirty with our guest here. Enjoy. Alright guys, there you have it It is Oh, we're getting a nice round <laughs> of applause him, so Over you. there, there you have it That is the way it was I
5: think we uh, We turned that one we around really, It's I, so weird
1: like It's good it, it's, it, Every week I go There's no way the song that we do this week Is going to replace the song that we did last week In my rotation in my head And last week's I listen to a lot, but I listen to all of them a lot because you know I like sucking my own dick. Um, What's and that video
2: I'm working on? Oh yeah, something yeah for. We're, gonna, we're gonna have a nice video. I haven't released it yet, but it's so it uh, will be out soon. Yeah. Uh,
1: but yeah, we'll be getting that one up uh, in, in a couple of days next week, sometime. Um, but yeah, I I think I think it, it became it became a song. And the weird shit that you threw in there in the middle... Yeah. uh, You said while we were listening that you were also listening to Yes. And I went, okay, there we go. There you go. You were listening to to Yes. yes. (laughs) That that really brings it all together. Breaking news.
5: Something we've never done
1: before. What? What happened?
5: When we come back from break...
1: Oh, no. We will be doing... No way. Five
5: more songs in the same album. Yeah, we're going to be
1: actually making a 10-song album, and then we realize this, because then we'll take our next break, and we'll come back, and it'll be time for Christmas. And we'll we'll make our Christmas. It'll be amazing. (laughs) Good secondary noise from our guest here. Ladies and gentlemen, let's jump right into it. We have here with us, you've been chilling with us all after all evening so far, we have the Slayer of Posers, the Black Metal Marauder, the front man for the most electrifying band in corpse entertainment, the Philadelphia Prince of Black Metal. He is the Grim One, and he's also available for birthday parties, weddings, and funerals. All right. Now, last year, he released an album uh, uh, under Sexual, the Glory Hole Overture in F-Sharp, right? Or F-Minor? Is it F-Sharp? That's or
3: F-sharp. F-Sharp. It's Glory Hole. Yeah. Gory the, the most often mispronounced album title of all time. <laughs> because but, you immediately I mean, want to say Glory yeah. Hole. You immediately yeah. want to say that. Get oh, your mind out of the gutter, uh, you probably.
1: I never, I never do, <laughs> I never do. So thank you so much uh, for being here. Uh, uh, it, it's hello. It's thank the you. first time we are having such a. I don't know. I don't know the words to describe you. Such a well, right there. Such a, a beautiful guest. <laughs> such a intense guest. Such a a metal. You are the most metal guest we have ever had on our show. So thank you so much for doing this and and for being here.
3: And And I'd also like to add that I'm probably the most metal Person ever to come out of Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania, in the history of Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania.
1: Just uh, I mean you, <laughs> so, you are a, a Poconos uh, native. You are you are from the Stroudsburg yes. area. Yes, part um, of the Poconos. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> you, you made the mass exodus with most other people out of the Poconos uh, yes. at the smart age of not thirty, and you <laughs> started you know getting your, uh, getting your shit going down uh, in in Philly now. Tell us uh, for the people listening uh, uh, at home people listening on, on podcast uh, format everywhere where did uh, the band Necrosexual uh, uh, come to be what, what was what was the, the, the brainstorming process and then when did you start playing live?
3: Well the necrosexual as a musical incarnation that's something that's always been in my heart you know heavy metal was my first love and I've played guitar and bass since I was 10 years old. I'm a classically trained Hellraiser. I don't think a lot of people realize that. And while I started publicly performing as a necrosexual in 2011, I always had the seed of wanting to make rambunctious, high speed, poser slaying heavy metal for a long time. And so it was about 2014. As a matter of fact, I want to say it was Valentine's Day 2014 we nice. played our first show with a prototype necrosexual band and uh and then the rest is kind of history it took a little took a little bit of uh, time to get started and 2015 we only played one or two shows but we kind of solidified the lineup in 2017 and very soon after recorded my debut album at the ripe age of 30 years old grim one and I'm still raising hell, and there's plenty of more riffs to come. Fuck, yeah. Justin,
5: what, when did we see him?
3: Halloween party. That was Halloween 2017 that you saw me Seven, in. Was the, it 17? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. 30 years ago now. The show
5: man. was... Ticked, yes. That's, I mean, we were in some random sweaty basement. We were like... Yeah. Smoky right, basement, yeah, too. Yeah. This, this is party. We'll go to it. Yeah. And then this fucking guy That's why I bought his shirt This guy I don't know I had no idea who this guy was Or anything And he just is is the only dude in corpse paint So I (laughs) immediately respect him Yes And then he gets up and just It's a wild ass set And then I had to buy a shirt yeah. Like, yes, shirt looks funny. good on you. It is awesome. Those now shirts
3: we're... are first print, completely sold out. So, oh, so you got it at is the so right money. time.
1: More money? Yeah. Nice. that black
3: metal money, baby? <laughs> yeah.
1: Is, is is there a black metal market? Is there a black metal market that you can sell that on? The black. My uh, Bandcamp, you can buy it on. Oh, the <laughs> the black.
3: Boy, <laughs> well, you can't buy it on my Bandcamp anymore because it's sold out. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's, you, you, you have to be in the. It, the inner circle of eBay and discogs to sell that shit. Apparently. Also, we were saying from that Halloween
2: party, that's when uh, Cisco was Gandalf with his glowing yeah. staff. Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> Gandalf the Puerto Rican. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Gandalf the Puerto Rican, yeah. <laughs> oh, Cisco was yeah. a good dude, yeah. now yeah, he is. Now, uh,
1: you, guys, you guys started playing, and uh, you said in, like, 2016 or 2017 is when you guys saw them. Um, what is uh, for you? What is the biggest show that you have played to date? Is there anybody that you've gotten to open for, or anything you've gotten to headline
3: that was just yeah. Like, fuck
1: yeah? Like I've headlined a few this?
3: shows in the Philadelphia area because you know they need somebody to jump on that grenade. But yeah, I've fair. also done a lot of DIY stuff, so it's DIY or, or die. You have bands that come from out of town, come from a long way, so you want to put on a proper occasion for them. So some people that I played with from out of town that we've headlined has been Evil Terror. They're from uh, Columbia by way of Washington, D.C. Hell yeah. It's just one of them. Uh, some other cool bands from Wisconsin. We had Wardens that we headlined for. They did a, one of their first tours of Philadelphia. And in terms of big names, I've opened for Tragedy, The all metal tribute to the Bee Gees, good dudes, and also the mighty John Michael Four, one of the first dudes to ever do Viking metal in the seventies, way before man of war, way before enslaved or any of the black metal bands started like cosplaying their, you know, Scandinavian shit. So yeah, he's a super interesting dude. He's like a bodybuilder turned rock and roller and he's still going at it. Yeah, Uh, like fifty years later. So I got to open for him at Philomoka. Yeah. So that was a grim pleasure.
1: Thug. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Now, uh, when uh, you started uh, performing, the the entity of necrosexual as, as you are, did that exist um, aside from? the music in any capacity were you were you presenting as the necromancer i keep wanting to say necromancer Uh, there's magic cards next to you it's going to happen all night long i'm just going to keep looking at them uh but as the uh, the necrosexual did you start just were you doing birthdays parties and funerals before you were doing music what was it like
3: of course yeah that's the name of the game you have to start somewhere it's a Long mountain to climb I started performing, it was September 2011 So it just came up on my Almost 10 year anniversary of that In Philadelphia And I had dabbled in like stand up comedy And I did improv And it was a show Where a Necrosexual made his public debut I always tell everybody that the Necrosexual was born When I was 14 years old And I listened to Slayer for the first time So the Something seed was, was planted inside you it's Yeah like Yeah yeah, it's not really so much of like bringing a character to life. It's just really turning up my inner Hellraiser to 11 on all fronts. So in that, in that way, it kind of comes from a very natural, authentic place. And so in 2011, I started performing, doing comedy. And soon after, I started doing my YouTube presence. So I became the Joan Rivers of black metal interviewing band <laughs> all over the
1: world. But wait, what? Did you have to wait for her to die? Because Joan Rivers was the Joan Rivers of black metal.
3: Come <laughs> on. Oh, <my God. laughs> Yeah, uh, I did start using that term after it. she died after respect, but I think that there's something to be said for her work ethic, you know, she refused to go away the more you hated her, the funnier she was, and she always busted her ass she was always hustling, not just doing comedy but doing interviews and red carpet stuff, yeah. and she wasn't afraid to laugh at herself and making that and, weird clone yeah. daughter
1: of hers you know, making that weird clone yeah. daughter <laughs> she's got a daughter Melissa just, Rivers, yeah. yeah Melissa Rivers. as she gets older, must be having the same plastic surgery yeah. her mother had because they're just slowly... <laughs> Started to look like mother and daughter again. It's crazy. Um, so speaking of you, 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 your YouTube, you do a lot of interviews yes. and have done. So, uh, what was the first uh, soirée into that? What was the first time that you went? You know, fuck it. I've got the opportunity to interview somebody. I'm going to take it and, and make. Yeah, it.
3: yeah. You can see it on my YouTube. It's Peter from In Flames, which is funny because they're they're not really that heavy of a band anymore. <laughs> like they they put out a few heavy albums in like the mid '90s. Yeah, right. and now they kind of play like new metal. So, But they were, they were coming around to Philly And I interviewed him He was super cool uh, I put it on YouTube Again, it got like an instant response People either loved it Or they just were like, fuck this guy But that yeah. also means that I'm doing something right Hell If yeah. people True. take the time to, to be turned off I think that a 50-50 pass-fail ratio is really good I'll take those odds with 50-50, either love me or hate me And I think that's my personality in a nutshell So uh, my YouTube videos And any, it, pretty much anything I put out in the public Has been either love it or hate it so uh, yeah, it was yeah. right around that time, and uh, I've been doing that ever since. I've got to interview people like Abath from Immortal, <laughs> Ace Freely from a little band you might have heard called Kiss.
1: Hell yeah! Uh, Zach, I see that one. I gotta check
3: that. Yeah, out. that's yeah. on my YouTube. Zach Wilde from the Ozzy band. Alex Skolnick from Testament. It's his birthday today, so happy birthday, Alex! Dorma yeah. Fresh, the metal queen. So yeah, I'm really trying to interview like the biggest names the who's who. I want to be. Of course, I'm an entertainer, I love to play music, and I like to be creative, but I also do pride myself on having those morbid talks, and you know learning from the great ones, and my YouTube channel, and um, now on Spotify, and streaming oh, yeah. podcast platforms as well, Hell yeah. is where you can really catch up on all of those transcripts of dark, heavy metal knowledge.
1: Now, is there the Mount Rushmore of, uh, of metal that you would like to not necessarily be on I mean obviously yeah, you should yeah. be on it at some point yeah, uh, who's, who's my Mount personal Mount yeah, Rushmore yeah who's your Mount Rushmore of heavy metal yeah. if you could get to interview him or just to respect yeah. their fucking work
3: I mean I, some of them are dead already but I feel like Lemmy from Motorhead would have to be there okay oh yeah I would say you could climb
1: his mole if it was Mount Rushmore you could, <laughs> yeah you could have like picnic on his mole yeah I
3: would say as an honorable mention I, like I would have Rushmore moles on Lemmy so like one of them would be uh uh, well, I'll focus on the big ones first I would say Kronos from Venom yeah. You gotta have some Venom I feel like you have to have Ozzy Or not Ozzy Osbourne But I mean him too But Tony Iommi uh, From Black Sabbath Because they were like the first The first heavy band Ever uh, To really yeah, take it to that metal extreme riffs, dude Yeah it's he, all on his could, shoulders. Yeah. So Mount
1: Rushmore should be just on Tony Iommi's shoulder. It should be a <laughs> Tony Iommi and then a bunch of people sitting on his shoulder.
3: Yeah, and I guess that for, like, the fourth head, we said Lemmy, we said Venom. I'd, I'd say either... Um, Jeff Hahnemann from Slayer, yeah. Fuck yeah. And you know, maybe King King Diamond, maybe one of Lemmy's moles would be like T- King Diamond, and the other one would be like Tom G. Warrior from Celtic Frost. <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of like covers the. I, I feel like if you go back to those bands, each one of them, pretty much any style of metal today, like has or extreme metal, whether it's like black metal or thrash metal or death metal, they all pretty much have roots in, in those people. Fuck yeah.
1: Now, are, are in the opposite way, are there people that are highly <laughs> respected in the metal world that you should be, uh, that you think uh, should be... To shut the uh, fuck up. Sh- shut up, go away, and just <laughs> yeah. stop dealing with it. Stop giving us a bad name. Stop claiming us Yes, as- Corey,
3: Corey motherfucking Taylor from Slipknot. He said, shut the fuck up and stop, taking- stop making music. <laughs> You don't like Stone Sour?
1: <laughs> You're not a Stone Sour guy?
3: No, no. No, I, no, I told you. I, I bypassed all that emo shit when I was 14 years old. He out and, in
2: Stone yeah. Sour, so it makes sense as I well. I mean, he started off
3: in Slipknot before Stone Sour, but then... No, no, no. he was Stone, Stone, Stone Sour. Like what? Oh. Really? So he was like... He oh, brought it back years later? Yeah, he brought it back, yeah. Yeah, he brought it back wow. after he was rich. I'm still oh, the scene kid, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we can tell, I still dude. I Take my mask <laughs> yeah. off it's still be down here. I'm just a, I'm just a lonely barista with a guitar. Insensitive. Take you your mask off in the fifth yeah? album.
1: Is there anybody besides him that you think should just disappear, shut the fuck up, and never? Rob, know? yeah,
3: dude, fucking Rob Flint from Machine Head. His music is awful, and he still is on like front pages. Like you haven't contributed anything like meaningful. Like his, he He was in a band called Violence. And he peaked in, like, the 80s, and he's just been making this, like, terrible machine head music, but for whatever reason, like, he's still connected enough within the industry that oh, yeah. they'll be like, oh, Rob, Rob Flynn, like, farted? Like, let's put that on the front page of magazine. Like, what do, you have to, what do you think about this? So,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, Would you say uh, that, that they are the least metal people in metal, in your opinion?
3: <sighs> I mean, who am I to judge, right? <laughs> I think you're the necrosexual. You can judge
1: all you want. Yeah.
3: I mean, they're definitely the most annoying, put it yeah. that way.
1: I'll take that. I'll definitely take that. Um, so we were talking about how they saw you uh, a couple of years ago at at a Halloween show, but uh, my brother, I was talking to him and he was in the bathroom at his house And he was just like, and he's looking at a poster on the wall that says necrosexual. You played Record Store Day with Friesian and a couple other bands (laughs) a few years back. Um, You you stated earlier uh, when we were talking before we went live that that might have been not one of the best uh, uh, moments in your musical career. Can you take us a a little walk through what exactly happened and why you have that (laughs) mindset on it?
3: yeah so it was it was record store day it was in the middle of uh the afternoon at the main street jukebox which is a great place it's a wonderful store that i've uh, i've been to pretty much all of its various incarnations because it's been around since 1994 i think and it's yeah. been yeah. at like four different locations all on so main street evolved. within like two we've blocks yep.
1: yeah yeah so like. since the 90s bro. yeah
3: so mm-hmm. it's it certainly has a lot of heavy metal history a lot of my cds and vinyls i got there and still do but it was record store day, I wanna say like two thousand thirteen, Tom the owner, was like you should you should play it and this was before the music thing was really kicking off, but okay. I did do like stand up comedy and I would have like a drummer do rim shots and maybe like keyboard effects on my on my punchlines and it got a pretty good like reaction and so I it was in Strasbourg and I had my regular group of like perverts to help me out. So who do I get to be my, my rim shot drummer? I get my dad nice. from Strasbourg. And I get him up in corpse Paint, and he felt stupid and was, like, complaining the whole time. And I was like, oh, don't worry. It's going to be good. It's going to be sick. People are going to... Uh... Oh, shit.
2: What the
1: hell? Whoa, we're getting some alarms girl- going on.
3: I think my girlfriend's making fried chicken, and I'm pretty oh, sure <laughs> that it's... Oh,
1: <protein>. Jesus <laughs> Christ. The house is on fire? Your house yeah. is on fire. Well, if you've got to go for a house on fire, you've got to go for yeah. a house on fire. Uh, we're just so going to power
3: out. through we're this. You know, power. it'll oh, be yeah. Jesus. Yeah. That was if, a special uh,
1: gift for all our ASMR listeners that tune it all the way up.
3: It's not a real oh, black metal yeah. guest unless something catches yeah. on fire, it's so true true I'm happy to... True too. statement, yeah. But, yeah, so we're doing Record Store Day, and... Again, this is the middle of the afternoon, it's a big space, there's no like real PA system. They're just sort of like, All right, here it is and so I'm doing my set with my dad on the drums and everyone is just sort of like browsing. There might have been like 20, 30 people, but they're they're all just like browsing at records throughout this big big kind of cavernous record store, not really congregating, so I I just kind of became like the background music really fast and then like my mom was in the audience though so she's kind of like watching me bomb and my dad is behind me like watching me bomb or just be not even bomb just being met to like indifference and just it's even worse than bombing. It's just Dude, people like not even paying attention. Louder are to you.
1: better than silence. I'd exactly. Be than yeah. si- I was doing stand up in Philly for a little bit, and yeah. I was <laughs> it's pretty I, brutal. I, yeah. I did like the Medusa Lounge. Ooh, the- yeah. I did. You're going a- at like what one
3: thirty a.m. or two o'clock in the morning? It's me <laughs> yeah. and
1: four other fucking comedians in the room, yeah. and that's all it was. And it was met with nothing. Like there was yeah. like no response. And then I would get off the off the stage, and there was no response from anybody. And I was just like. Well, either yeah. I am terrible or I have to, like, pass a test to get likes by you guys. And a lot of those yeah. kids were, like, artists, two kids. They had their clique. And yeah. there's yeah. one guy that they would look at. And if he was laughing, they would laugh. And so I just started focusing on him. And then I got annoyed with that. So then I just started berating him and just kind of being a dick on stage a little bit. And then I stopped doing fucking standing. <laughs> yeah. I was like, apparently this is not my thing here. Yeah. So bombing is something that, like, we all have to go through in comedy. Um, and it's it's a rite of passage. It happens to the the greats at the top of their game still. Um, it happens but indifference yeah and and trying to perform in a room that is not immediately conducive to comedy is it doesn't work. I've been asked to do. Like, like, oh, like there's an open mic. Why don't you just get up and do some of your jokes? I'm like, yeah, no, this is a music open mic right. where the music is already the background to the people eating dinner. <laughs> if I yeah. get up there and start talking about eating cream cheese for breakfast and how it made me <laughs> pop out a zit above my pim- or my penis, you know, like the line is pop out a pimple above my penis because I like alliteration. Um, but, but like it's not going to work. Someone's just going to hear the pop out a pimple above my penis bar and look at me and go... What the fuck are you doing here? Like, just leave me to my lobster, man! Like, go <laughs> yeah. the fuck away. Um, so, was that probably? I mean, I would say it, it seems that that was one that stuck with you. Uh, were there any other moments uh, early on that you were just kind of like, ah, this isn't going so well, and maybe, maybe I need to rethink, or, or was that kind of the moment that you were just like? All right, wrong time, wrong
3: place situation. Yeah, just just wrong time, wrong place sort of thing. You have to take them in stride, and you have to. uh, I always find humor in those occasions. It was just like the fact that my parents were there, just always like added insult, added a little bit of insult to injury, and like likewise, we played uh, Banger, Pennsylvania, in 2017, the kickoff of our like a short northeast tour we did, and so we started off at Banger, and we played this place that that I guess closed down like soon after, called the Works, and like similar situation. Wow. Yeah, 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 it was it was like a kitchen bar, and I guess like a bunch of bikers started like hanging out there, and eventually got shut down because it became like a biker gang spot. So I heard, but that was like again, there was like maybe like twenty people there, and of course my parents showed up to that so it's like no like it's actually good but have they you know, seen sometime, you do well yeah. yet
1: have they been to a show where it was no. actually you crushed it <laughs> no, no, so no. you just don't invite your parents anymore because you know 100 percent it's going to be a bad show yeah know, like
3: there. they can come to philly if they want to see me crush it or yeah. new york or something but uh and then another one we played allentown there's, there's a common theme here with like the lehigh valley poconos and bad shows but I mean, we played some ragers too. The DIY house shows, you know, basements, those are always fun, but we played Allentown at another bar, uh, I think it was like a block away from where like that car bomb went off a couple oh, of years yeah, ago. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I remember that.
3: And it was Memorial Day weekend, so that was the first mistake, and we went on like dead last, and there was like like less than 10 people, which is still more than I perform with certain stand-up comedy crowds.
0: Yes, But
3: it was it's a long way to go to schlep your gear. To bring your bandmates out And try to kill it I mean those 10 people Or less Like had an amazing show We're gonna go out of our way To put on the best show You can see Regardless of who's in the audience But oh, Yeah, it, yeah. yeah it's, then
1: that, Those 10 people There are gonna be Three people at you And just go Alright new favorite yeah. band This is who I'm following I'm telling everybody about this You right. get up there And you half ass Especially With the corpse paint if you get up there And half ass in corpse paint that's Yeah you gotta, gotta go be, over the top That's gotta be The shittiest yeah. thing Or see somebody like In full, full get up And then you're just like Wow. Here's our next song. Bro. Yeah, yeah. Oh. There's an
3: excellent ZZ Top documentary on Netflix, and we're also a power trio as our ZZ Top. But they talk about back in the day, they played the show with to one person, and they played an entire. They played. They gave him his money's worth. They played like an entire hour long. They had an encore. You know, they bought him a Coca-Cola so he would stay for the encore. And they said that the guy still goes to their shows 50 years later or whatever. So awesome. it really is like one fan at a time. You just have to take that in perspective yeah. and wow. keep All right. rocking.
1: Just giving you a heads up to everybody. We might lose power. Power yeah. starting to flicker over here. We lost power what a little bit part? earlier. Don't uh, say the word. We're not going to say the key word that turns off the of power. We have a, a key uh, word that we use now to sign off. And if we say that gentleman's name, I'll let you guess if you want uh but if you say Am this I, uh, this dead vocalist oh yeah
5: birthday, you- <laughs> oh i'm sorry
1: i'm sorry we have to interrupt this real quick uh so zach keeping a uh, theme with the uh, pumpkin things that we've been buying you last week we gave him pumpkin baby food and the week before that we gave him pumpkin uh, butter and this uh, week we've given sure. you sprouted i think that's coming from his side oh, okay. we've given you sprouted pumpkin seeds as a, they're snacking seeds. How are oh, they're they? they're great. They're good? Oh, That's disappointing. Good. I was hoping they were going to be bad. <laughs> all right. There so, is
5: no bad pumpkin.
1: All of it's bad to me. Even
5: the baby food? Yeah. That shit was bad. Did you
1: get Fasano to eat it? No, I didn't. You didn't get him to eat it. No, all right, too bad. All right, so with uh, everything that you have uh, going on, in, in your entertainment world um, you've got the you've done the comedy you've done the the music uh, one thing we've not touched on is uh, you participate in some burlesque dancing
3: I do yeah
1: tell us about how that came to be and and uh, yeah just like what what brought you <laughs> to what was you? what were you thinking ah, yeah. I, I was watching some of the videos I'm like this is like I thought it was going to be kind of not to just say gimmicky but I was like there's going to be yeah. more of a gimmicky thing but like, with any gimmick, if you take the art form serious that you're gimmick, like, doing that, that joke around with, well, you, had, you uh, have to take it seriously, because then it, it, it plays to the joke. did you have dancers
2: at uh, Beetlecase?
1: Beetlejuice? Or be- yeah, be- Beetlehouse? Yeah, be- the Beetlehouse. Yeah, we yeah. had dancers and something like that, but not, like, real burlesque dancers. Okay, okay This okay, guy so would have shit them out of the water. Uh, so how did you get into burlesque dancing?
3: It just came from a hunger to perform, and I saw a couple of burlesque shows, and I was like, wow, you know, there's a lot of people in the audience here, and it, it usually treats you a lot better than stand-up comedy shows. I should try to get into this, and I'm lucky that in Philadelphia, there's a red-hot burlesque scene. There are troops like the Peekaboo Review that have been around for like 20 years. Uh, one of the people that did my album art work, Scott R. Johnson, is involved in the burlesque scene and Peekaboo Review. And I've actually just got done performing burlesque a couple of days ago because every year in Philadelphia, there's a free four-day-long burlesque festival called Burlesque and Beyond. Why do I not been, know about this? Yeah, Jesus
1: Christ. next year we're going to be there. We'll be yeah, there. Yeah, I mean year. it was
3: done. It was done all virtually. Yeah, this, this
1: year show. that makes sense. Yeah, the
3: show went on and it was an excellent virtual show. Uh, I got to perform for my first virtual festival Doing a new burlesque number So that was pretty cool uh, But yeah, being around people Seeing it done well made me inspired With burlesque, I've seen enough great burlesque And I've seen some pretty terrible burlesque So I try not to do it too often Unless I have something of uh, that I put some time And effort into With the costuming and the choreography And making it entertaining Hell yeah! But the good news is, you know, the necrosexual It's like a personality And the physicality and the character uh, is already there, so it's something that's easy to kind of shift in different directions because it's like always my personality that just kind of oozes through whatever the art form is, and and it's chaotic. So if I fuck up, it's still kind of funny. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, I gotta say, performing burlesque a couple of days ago, kind of give me the itch again. So I have another act. That I just ordered my pasties for, so that's the first step. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully in, in 2020 or 2021 there'll be a nice uh, speed metal theme burlesque number coming from the necrosexual.
1: That was gonna be my next question. Uh, do you, when you do burlesque, is it always to metal? Or have you done it to more traditional music? Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, so is one receptor? of them. It it depends. Some of it I've done to typo negative. My girlfriend's girlfriend. Uh, I've done. Recently, I did a, a singing strip to That's Life, a cover of That's Life, the Frank Sinatra song. So that's a little nice. bit non-metal. Yeah. And and I haven't really done too much outside of that. <laughs> I think the other one I did was like Nine Inch Nails, but I, I haven't performed that one in a while. So it's usually, it's usually of a heavier nature, but it doesn't have to be. I, I think the next one I have planned is going to be a straight-up heavy metal celebration in burlesque form. That will speak to like kind of the history and the heritage and and all things metal and that I hope to perform with on the road and submit it to festivals and maybe oh, yeah. and do you know give it a real serious go have at least one really good burlesque number. <laughs>
1: that's awesome. Now, uh, yeah. when you got into it and you decided that you were going to using uh, the necrosexual to do burlesque, what was the reception like from people? Is there like a traditionalist within the burlesque that's like? Mm, No, this isn't what burlesque is Even though it is a taboo (laughs) thing in and of itself And maybe a taboo thing more taboo Did you have any negative response Or were most people like Fuck yes, more of this now Yeah, I
3: think that it's a funny story I mean, my first time I was super green And it was actually at the opening night of a restaurant Which is like the burlesque spot in Philadelphia 2015 opening night At Frankie Bradley's a place that i've gone on to perform at many times a place that i've had my album release parties at so it's an excellent cabaret space but it was their opening night and again that dude scott johnston he booked me on their opening night so thank you scott for letting me do that i had no idea what i was doing and i remember that i had like uh i had seen a performer do like a champagne pour that's all like slow and sensuous with glitter and i was like oh i should do that of course my my props Department was like non-existent, so I got a fucking vase and I put all this glitter in the vase. And then when it comes time for the big reveal, I'm just like, Phew! and it just like comes like a fucking glitter bakuaki on my face. And, like, the, <laughs> and the man, and it was right behind like their new brand new expensive sound gear. I didn't oh, realize like oh, glitter is like terrible for electronics. So they're just like the managers and the sound guy were flipping out. Oh, so they were nice. probably like, fuck this guy. This is like taboo. Never again. But, Never again. Yeah. Yeah, but they've, they've had me back since then, so respo- re- respect to them, and I've definitely grown as a burlesque performer since then, but that was certainly a memorable cherry-popping experience. Fuck yeah.
1: Now, uh, you, you said the, the festival that you just performed at obviously was a virtual one with everything that's yes. going on in the world. Uh, how have you had to... Change what you do and how you perform and as a performer we all get it like we, we lucked out that we have this show so every week we get to write record and release a song that gets right. those juices flowing and gets that it gives us that but well, we outlet. only
5: play once a year
1: but we yeah, only we play did. live and once and we
5: didn't a year. have to play this year yeah, so, <laughs> so it'll like, be two years <laughs> by the
1: time we do our next live show but for you as somebody that uh, so much of what you do hinges on the live interaction being in either burlesque or doing the comedy or doing the music. How uh, has... I mean, obviously we know how it's affected it, but how have you adapted to the current way of the world with, with everything having to be virtual? Um, yeah. Yeah. That.
3: Yeah, in a way, it's been helpful because for a long time I've wanted to launch like a more regular podcast series and the COVID world was the right emphasis to light that fire under my ass because previously... Yeah. When I did interviews, it was like if a band came to town and then I had to get like a camera guy and maybe we'd have to arrange a meeting when they were in town and the scheduling was very difficult. And now everybody's become normalized and a lot more familiar with Zoom or any sort of like conferencing like this. Um, So pretty much since like the quarantine or since like March or April, (coughs) I've been like cranking out like new interviews every week all remotely. So that's been super helpful to me in that regard. And so I'm I'm going to keep up with that. I'm sure the time will come in the future where I can do more in-person stuff, but it's also like super empowering to be able to talk to like a dude in Africa or somebody in Germany, yeah. oh, hell you know? Yeah, yeah. from your living room. Yeah. I think that,
1: that that is something that while we're hopefully one day going to go back to what will be the new normal then, and we'll be able to do things in person. The uh, the push that has happened in the last six months, uh, six months of online virtual uh, uh, entertainment. All of the reunions for movies that have been happening—they got the fucking yeah. Goonies back together. They like—they're getting every like everybody that is never available to do things is now going like, I'm bored. I haven't been able to do things. I'm an entertainer, and I need Pay attention, attention to me. I, yeah. yeah, I die yeah. if I don't get attention. Now, like, now, I'm fucking like Tinkerbell, you got to clap for me or I'm dead. How many <laughs> of
2: these do you think like the um, updated or the read through of? Uh, Fast Times. Oh, Fast
1: Times! Read through that. How was, uh, fun. was, was that? Was Shy Lebuck? Oh, was Shia, Shia was. Do you think that should be remade into Spicoli. that movie? I would watch. Uh, I would. I don't really want them to do remakes of them, but I would. I would go see a staged version of Fast Times with Shia LaBeouf just stoned out of his ass <laughs> playing Spicoli because that was one of the funnier. Oh, he was so dedicated to Dude. that. It was great. All
5: day, Fasano kept showing it to me, like yeah. while it was happening. Like, oh. I, he's, just, Just like I'm like, driving, and, yeah, I'm I driving the truck, that. and he's like, "Look at, yeah. look at Shia i was like, "We're in traffic!"
1: Yeah, there are cars in front of me, dumb motherfucker. I, I didn't to get that. it though, cause.
3: You're not a fast time series. I've never seen that. You've mode. never oh, seen that. I need oh, to watch yeah. that as well. I got I, I would watch fantastic. Shia the Book that Row many, many times before I ever watched the Transformers films with him again. Yes. So I'm all oh, for geez. it. Yeah. Yeah, no, those. You
1: should avoid <laughs> all of that. Just stick to his new stuff. Just stick to, like, Peanut Butter Falcon and, and, and fucking Honey Boy. Those things are fucking dope. Yeah. Um, so what do you have coming down uh, the pipeline? What is your plan uh, for the future? Whether we're stuck in this world of all virtual things or yeah. if everything opens up what? where is uh, the necrosexual going? Where where, yeah. where where are your sights set?
3: well I'm not going anywhere baby as long as this heart is beating I'm still going to be raising hell and pushing out those <laughs> punishing posers with those crunchy ass wrists and pushing them out yeah, push yeah, those yeah. posers out yeah, push right.
1: them the
3: fuck out <laughs> Yeah, so you can hit up my YouTube at The True Necrosexual or My The Necrosexual on Instagram and Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Spotify. Necrosexual, you search it, you're going to find me, all right? Just say the name yeah. and you will find me in the cyberspace void. In terms of what I have planned for the future, I'm going to keep cranking out those interviews, so stay tuned because I want to talk to the biggest and hardest hitting names of heavy metal, whether it's in the underground or whether it's the legends that we all grew up listening to. And I definitely have more of both of them in the future. And until then, I'm in the studio. I'm gonna head back there tomorrow actually to hopefully finish laying down vocals for a new three song EP that I started recording back in like November of last year. So it's been a long time coming and I hope that this quarantine has given me a chance to kind of like take my time a little bit more and really like let everything marinate in the metal. And so that's gonna be totally freaking brutal when that finally does come, hopefully before the end of the year and also my band camp brand spanking new fresh out of the mail you can get your very own necrosexual signed 8x10 until <laughs> we meet once more yeah,
1: it's so good that yeah, picture so, is fucking beautiful yes yeah, oh my god fucking, the photo shoot that, that keeps giving me that sausage it's what? a uh,
3: no steak was wasted during the photo shoot it all, I ate all of it none of it went to waste did you it eat was, it off
1: of your cock or did you cook it first <laughs>
3: I cooked it, but I'm not like a rare. So yeah, it's got to absorb the heavy metal energy that's resonating from my loins.
1: <laughs> that's fucking great. Yes. Oh god. Well, uh, thank thank you so much for being here and doing this interview. Um, yeah, again, uh, just search, shout into the ether the necrosexual, and you will find, yeah. it. Um, you find it, it. You have to say it. You have to
3: say like me though. It's got to be the necrosexual. Fucking perfect. You gotta
1: do it, and then if you do it three times, you appear in the mirror, right? Yeah, right.
3: And then I'll slap your bag of box wine and leave.
1: Yes. (laughs) Fuck yeah. yeah. Awesome. Fuck it. Well, again, thank you so much for being here, man. It's it's a it's a blast to to sit down with you virtually and and chit chat. Um, as always, i like to give a big shout-out to our super producer for putting us out uh, from Moot.TV. EJ5000 drops us every Monday with the Moot Monday alongside such podcasts as Let Me Ask You a Question and The Derek D. Dozen. Yep. There are rumors that White Wasabi is going to be releasing new uh, episodes. They're going to be talking more about anime, um, and maybe that's how I'll get into anime. They start releasing more. I'll just at ha- a, a brand loyalty. I'll have to listen, and then I'll get confused about what they're talking about and I'll go check them out. Uh, you can also check out our uh, past guests and friends of the show, uh, Sean Arajo. You can go check him out at Sean and Dave Make Music. Uh, their very special episode should be releasing soon where they have Todd Glass on. And then yeah, also awesome. check out Not Movies uh, featuring Sean, Summer, uh, and I think... Not, not Dave, Eric? Eric? No, yeah, I forget. Another guy. And obviously the wonderful ladies over at But What Do We Know. For all of your true crime and conspiracy theory uh, uh, interests. You can go check out But What Do We Know. Uh, For Kyle Mocha Won't Shut Up. Uh, Oh wait, Trey Tuck. Go check out Trey Tuck, our featured artist today. At Trey underscore Tuck underscore on Instagram. Check out all of his other, especially winning. Just go check out the song Winning. It's fucking amazing. Um, Be a winner. Oh, you gotta be a winner. You gotta be a winner. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, for for, uh, Kyle Mocha won't shut up, I am Kyle Mocha. Thank you so much to Mr. Justin Olopado for getting us all together. In my brain, I'm thinking before these lights flicker again, we're going to have to say the name, and I hope the power goes out right when we say the name. But before I say that name, I'm going to say uh, thank you to this name, Mr. Zachary, an OG
5: fan of (laughs) The
1: Necrowsexual! Nice, <laughs> doorman. All, All right, right. Fuck looking yeah. good in the merch, baby. Yeah. Oh, if you need a backup vocalist, this guy can help you. Whenever. Yeah. Oh, There's some gang fuck vocals, it. yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we will see you in a couple of weeks. We're going to be taking our uh, two-week break now. We'll be back mid-October where we're going to continue the Americana train, and we're going to have a really awesome guest on our Halloween episode. Jackie Delgado uh, is going to be in studio. They're coming back that week, so we're getting them here as opposed to via Zoom or anything like that, which is awesome, which I guess means uh... we're going to make Nick Dario sit in the corner over there and not say anything the entire time. Yeah. That, this is that we'll be like, no Nick, you had your time This is her time now You misogynistic they little dressing? freak Are
5: they dressing up? Oh,
1: I don't know Should we her dress pod, up for that her, episode? Her, uh,
2: her new stuff is doing really good
1: Her new stuff is doing, oh yeah, I didn't write the name of her new show But her new show uh, is fucking crushing it If I can find it real quick before we uh blah, 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 blah. Not gonna be able to find it. Oh, or our Drown paths podcast. Our. our paths podcast. It's all about spirituality. She had a guy that uh reads like runes and stuff that's like a Swedish, like uh, into the Swedish mythos rune and everything. Reader. A rune reader. Uh, the mm. entire show I was thinking they were saying room reader, and I'm like, Yeah, yes. that's my thought too. Yeah. Like, he reads the room real well. I'm like, I can subscribe <laughs> uh, to that religion. Everyone in this room is a dickhead. Yeah, are all dickheads. <laughs> I looked at the stones on the ground and they told me. All right, guys well yeah go check all those out and again we'll be back in a couple of weeks thank you so much for tuning in and until next time fuck you fuck the fans and Jeff Buckley Jeff Buckley Jeff Buckley Jeff Buckley
2: Jeff Buckley
1: Jeff Buckley Buckley. Buckley. there's nothing more
0: egomaniacal than singing the theme music for your own Show who am I Kelsey Grammer If I could only Drink like him We're gonna write a new one Every week Some will be solid Some will be weak We're gonna write a new one Every week Some will be solid Some will be Total experimental Pieces a show yeah.